My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, Holly Pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics unscripted. Hi, and welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. My name is Jason. I'm here with my co-host, Bobby. Bobby, how you doing this week, brother? How you doing, man? Good, good, good. I'm ready to kick off episode six. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. So uh, without wasting any time, Bobby, you want to get into uh, talking about some doctor office visits that are bullshit. Let's do it, man. I'm ready. All right, man. So I'd like, there, yeah, you want to start it off or you want me to start it off? No, you can go ahead and start it off. You're absolutely correct. There's a lot of bullshit doctor office visits. Yeah, one so of let's, my... Let's, let's, let's get straight into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because one of my like biggest pet peeves, if anybody, any of you all know me, I cannot stand going to a doctor's office or whatever you're doing. They, of course, are going to do some lab work when you go normally, especially as you get older. And then they have the audacity to call you in and schedule another appointment like a week later or something like that to just read you the fucking labs. I cannot stand that. And of course they're going to charge you again. Of course you're going to pay another fucking copay and I just don't fucking do it. Brother, why don't you tell me how you really feel? Yeah, seriously. No, it, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like I can, I've had to tell my last like doctors that I've had, you know, in my last later part of my life here. And I'm, like I said, I'm 45 that I'm not, I, I tell them straight up front, like, especially cause I moved, I had to like, interview some doctors and stuff like that. And I, one of my questions I had to tell them or go over with them and ask their honest opinion is I'm not going to do that. So don't ever ask me. And if that's a problem, you have the right to run your business, how you run your business. I'm just not going to be a part of it. I'll find somebody else. And of course, well, give, me, give me an example of uh, the most recent one you had or, or the most recent ridiculous one that you've had. Um, I had one, let's see, I had one, a lo- this is, this is probably about a couple years ago. Cause my new doctor doesn't do it now, but, uh, I had one a couple of years ago where I went in. Um, I had had some, uh, some back pain, some like, cause I had former sciatica and stuff like that. So sometimes I'll get some back pain and stuff like that. So they had had right. me on uh Voltaren, which is a, a prescription strength, uh, um, uh, anti-inflammatory high dose. Like it's like a, you know, it kicks its ass a lot better than like taking the Advil or something like that. And my doctor had told me to keep taking it as prescribed. I think it was like, I don't off the top of my head. I want to say like twice a day, um, until it's gone. Um, until the pain diminishes to the point where you're not like bedridden basically from it. And I was like, okay. And, uh, so that's what I was doing. Well, lo and behold, in that time period, we'll say within like a week or two of that, I had a normal, like yearly checkup at the doctor where they're going to do all your lab work and all the normal stuff. So I went into my normal lab work, you know, got my normal physical, whatever you want to call it, got lab work done while I was there. Then got a call back about a week later. Um, telling me they needed to have me come in because I can't remember if uh, Voltaren is excreted in the liver or the kidneys. I th- think it's the liver. Um, but they were saying they had high uh, liver enzymes and that's why they wanted me to come in. And I was like, oh, well, isn't... Because, you know, I was like, oh, that's really weird because I've never had any issues like that before. And I said, well, isn't the... You know, after I looked it up and everything, I was like, oh, well, it says here that Voltaren's excreted in the liver or whichever one it was. I believe it was, like I said, the liver. And, uh, and they were like, Oh, well, yeah, but you'd have to be taking a lot of that. And I was like, well, I took it as prescribed by my doctor for 
about a week and a half, you know, the dose, you know, whatever, until it went away. Like I kept taking it and they're like, Oh, you took all that amount. And I was like, yeah, that's what you told me to do. You know, cause they have a little portal thing where they can like tell you what to do via like, it's like almost like a text system, you know? And, um, and I was like, yeah, that's what you told me to do. They're like, Oh, and I was like, and they were like, well, yeah, we need you to come in and talk about that. I was like, well, wouldn't that be why it would be higher? And they were like, well, yeah, probably. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to come in and, you know, the next six months, I'm going to come in anyway, probably do just a six month checkup of labs and stuff like that. Can we just wait until then and we'll do it then. And if it's still elevated that time, we can look into stuff and do more stuff. But if it's not, let's just, you know, go with that. And they're like, okay, sure. They're okay with that. And then six months later or whatever, I went and got my labs work like normal, checked it out. Everything was fine. So again, they were just going to do a money grab and it's just complete bullshit. I totally what, what agree. Are, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, I think you're absolutely correct when you said the, uh, I mean, a lot of it has to do with, and this is just my opinion, but it, I've also experienced it probably like a lot of other people out there. You know, what I can't fucking stand is like you were talking about, especially when it comes to labs, blood, you know, your blood work and you get, a nurse or some other representative from your doctor's office call you and said, Oh yeah, we need you to come in because your lab results are in and we need you to, we, we need to talk to you about them. Why can't you talk to about them? Why can't you just give them to me over the phone? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Go it's ahead. Like, well, well, you know, well, you know, the doctor really will put the doctor on the phone. Well, the doctor's with the patient. Well, have the doctor call me back. It's like, I, I'm not going to come in to where you're going to charge me another 35, $40, whatever someone's copay is just to tell me what you can tell me over the phone. Plus, right. take time out of my day when a lot of times it's going to be nothing. But even that being said, even if it's something, say, something's wrong with me and I need to know now, you need to tell me right away. You need to tell me over the phone. So it's like I don't want to hear this bullshit about, well, the doctor really you know, wants to talk to you, so you need to come. No, if this is that important where there's something wrong with me, you need to have the doctor call me back as soon as they finish with the patient. We can talk about this over the phone. Right. Right. You know, now, that, yeah. Not that, make you have anxiety for a week or two weeks till you get in to see these guys. Cause a lot oh, of yeah, times they're backed just, up. Or then the, the best thing is, well, okay. It's like, okay. Yeah, I, I will come in. Okay. Well, um, we, we have an opening, um, next Thursday, a week from now. It's like, well, if you're telling me it's important yet, you're going to wait a week to tell me what you need to tell me. That's fucking ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, exactly. And that happened. That happens a lot. And it's happened to me, I don't know how many times, where I've just had to, you know, have a come to Jesus with the nursing staff and my primary care physician because that shit's not going to fly anymore. And you know what? I guess the squeaky wheel does really get the grease because it never happens to me anymore. I don't want to say never because there's, you know, it it might sometimes. But now they've kind of gotten used to me where it's like if if I had – it's like you can tell me what my lab results are over the phone. Yeah. And my doctor, you know, my doctor, it's here. not a HIPAA violation. If, 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 if the doctor you. is talking to me or I've given incentive to the nurse to talk to me about it or whatever, right. They're covered. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and a lot of my doctor's offices now too, the ones here that I've had, they all have a portal where I can now go in um, and see my own labs. Like, so as soon as they, the doctor gets them, of course the doctor, he or she looks over the labs and then they post them to the portal. So you see all your lab work. And I was a paramedic for 20 years, as we've discussed. Um, I know how to read lab work. I'm not a doctor, obviously. These are, you know, just my experiences. But I can tell, like, look at the chart. And, you know, if something's a tenth out of place, I really don't give a shit. Um, but I can tell, like, oh, this is, like, extremely elevated. We should probably figure out why. That would be important. 
oh, this is like a point over. Who cares? Like, you know, you, and you can talk to your doctor then about other ways that it could be a false reading or it could be something as simple as like ch changing a diet thing or something like you can figure all that kind of stuff out, but you can see it now. And actually, I just found out recently with my last doctor's appointment um, that now it's really cool for those people that most people in the United States, as far as I've ever, where I've ever been, when you get lab work done, it's done at LabCorp. Um, and now at LabCorp, you can actually go into their website where you like pay, go to pay your bills when they send you your bills and stuff like that. Um, you can actually see your lab work on there as well, which is really nice because nowadays you have access to all that stuff as a human being. Whereas before the doctor would hide it all, you know, and like make you come in to see it. Now they don't do that as much anymore. So I don't think it's quite as necessary that you come in anymore. Sorry to interrupt, by the way. No, I mean, you hit it right on the head when you were talking about portals. Because I think if there's another silver lining that's, you know, come about from the whole COVID situation is it actually has made it easier since nobody could freaking go anywhere. Since, since these doctor's offices were like basically closed down you know, for the most part, unless it was absolutely necessary. And they were do they converted to, to mostly doing virtual appointments unless, you know, they, you know, of course there are certain things you actually, you have to physically be there. Sure. But you know, a lot of, a lot of the whole virtual, you know, appointment stuff became more of the norm. And, uh, you know, especially like you said, you know, you, they can just put orders in the computer to LabCorp and you can just go to LabCorp or you can just, or that your doctor's office can email you, email you the paperwork for LabCorp, the labs that you need. You can, and there's a LabCorp on every street corner now. Of course. You know, yeah. And you can just, you, I, I just walk in there, you know, and it takes me, depending on how crowded it is and depending on how populated your area is, I just walk in there and just put my, my name in the system and I'm in and out of there probably in no less than 25 minutes. And that's, that's if it's really crowded. Yeah, and that's and, that's uh, one of the benefits too of the HIP Act that we've all kind of heard of. And it's the Health and Information Portability Act or something like that, Patient Portability Act, I think. Um, right. That 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 has made it so that the doctors cannot like those are your records. The doctor, of yeah. course, is the, the you know the conglomerate that holds it all for you, but you have access to those records. So at any time, if you need your records, they can you know digitally usually what, what, what a lot of them do nowadays, they can get that to you. So you have the right to see that stuff. So they can't hold that over your, like a carrot over your head. They're being like, oh, you want to see him? Come on in, pay another $40 copay or whatever. They can't do that anymore. Some will definitely try though, like you said. Yeah. It, 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 it's just, uh, like I said, with COVID, with the whole situation, it made things a lot easier because not only with say labs, like you said, you know, if you go to LabCorp, you get your labs done, most likely these doctor's offices or this practice will upload your labs in the portal so you can see them. Yeah which is great, you know, especially that's why I think all people or listeners out there, you know, learn to read these types of labs as much as you can. So, you know, a little bit about a little more about what you're looking at. Yeah. Cause you can Google, you, know, of you can Google any of those. You're not going to know the terms on there per se, cause there'd be right. like encoded or there'd be abbreviations or stuff. But if you take that abbreviation or that word that you don't know, cause it's a long medical word and just put it in Google or whatever search bar you like to use and it'll pull up and tell you about it. And then you can just type in, blah, 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 lab. And it'll tell you what that is, of course, what it's measuring. It'll tell you what the, what the norms are, which are probably gonna be the exact same thing that shows on your lab report. Um, and then you can say, it'll show like, if it's a little elevated, it could be this, it's the same stuff. So you can gather a lot of information that way. And that way, like I said, if it's, I don't know, if something's a 10th over uh, where it's supposed to be, that probably isn't a big deal. Whereas like, if it's, you know, 50 over where it's supposed to be, that's probably something you need to address really quickly. You know? Oh, plus, and a, and a big thing too is if you start to educate yourself on more of what these lab results mean, 
you know, you, you, you have more of an understanding when you do talk to your physician about your blood work. Yeah. And, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, I think that, that's very important. I think, uh, cause that kind of goes in what you we were saying last time, how, you know, a lot of people tend to just, you know, just look at what their doctor says is that's, that's what I have to do. That's the gospel. That that's what I need to be doing. When it's like, do you really know what they're asking you to do or why they're asking you to do it? You know? Well, and it's like that one. I just used my example with the Voltaren. Um, and, right. and this is Jason speaking. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical advisor or nothing like that. But this is like, I brought it up to them that, Hey, this is excreted through, if I remember correctly, the liver. So wouldn't that then equate to why my liver enzymes are high? Since it's never been high before, it's always been in the normal range. When the, and the, like I had to build the puzzle for them and put it together. And then I ended up being right when we checked it later. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, because I had some background in it and I was able to look stuff up and check out, you know, different things. I'm like, Hmm, this seems odd. I'm the only thing different I'm doing in my life is this. Of course I'm getting older every day, but that doesn't seem like that should be the problem. And then I figured it out that way. And then when I brought it to their attention, they were like, Oh, you could be right. You know? And it's not just, it's not just your primary care physician. It's, it's your dentist office too. I mean, that's uh, uh, just for a, a brief story. A friend of mine thought that, uh, and she went in for her general cleaning and checkup and whatnot, and they did some x-rays, and they uh, told her that they found a growth, you know, in her gums in the back of her bottom teeth, you know, right there under her tongue, you know. And um, she's like, okay. So they, you know, they took a little little sample, tested it, you know. A little sample? A little, little sample, you know. And uh, her dentist called her back. Uh, probably a week later said, Hey, you need to come in. We, we need, we need to talk. She's like, well, why do I need to come in? Why can't you just, I've got you on the phone right now. Why can't you just tell me what you need to tell me? It's like, well, it's better if you're here in person. And she's like, um, and she was like, uh, okay. Granted it was, you know, something she could have told her over the phone, but you know, she agreed. She went in and, uh, it was her uh, dentist tried to tell her it was, you know, basically was like, Hey, we found a, uh, and it, it's, it's malignant. You know, it's, it's, it's cancerous. And, uh, she didn't want to hear that. She walked out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But at, at the same time, I understand why some of these, these doctors and dentists want to, want to talk to you in person. Cause it is when it comes to something like that, it is, can be a touchy situation, but, and they have you there in the office. So it's, it's kind of harder to, you know, it's not, it's, 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 it's harder to get away than just to hang up the phone if you don't want to hear what they're saying. Yeah. But, but, um, she still got up and walked out because she didn't want to hear it. But uh, it, it's it's stuff like that where, yeah, if, if somebody asks you, you can tell me right now since you have me on the phone. I don't want to wait to have to come in there if it's something serious. Well, yeah, and like to piggyback off what you said, if you're told that by your doctor, God forbid if you're told by your doctor they found something and they need you to come in, most people right. that are you know normal people, whatever, are going to assume that that's going to be something horrific like cancer, God forbid, or something like that. So that's fine. They need you to come in. Like, I don't have a problem with that, but, but well, no, cause that's, that's a little bit more of a serious situation yeah. where if but they I need was to a tell physician, you. I would, I would want to tell the person and I wouldn't want to tell that patient in person is, you know, if I, if, if I had that option, but if they are adamant, no, you need to tell me on the phone. Yeah. I, I would still tell them over the phone. Yeah. Cause I, I had a situation like that where, where I had a, like that kind of same scenario sort of thing. And I had to, you know, politely yell at these nurses 
And finally, they got the. I had made the appointment. I said, "Fine, I'll play your little dumb game. I'll make the appointment." But again, like we talked about, it wasn't for like a week or whatever it was. So right. I was like, "I need to talk to the doctor now." He's my effing doctor, and I want to talk to him. If he's with a patient, that is fine. I can, you know, stay on hold or whatever, or you can he can call me back. But it's going to be today, because I'm not coming into my appointment in a week if he doesn't call me today. Like that's, you know, and then he called me and he was like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I heard about all this. I don't know why they do this where they call you and tell you to schedule it, but won't tell you what's going on. Cause they're worried about that stuff. Like you said, the HIPAA stuff over the phone and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I just want to hear it from you. What is going on? And he told me what was going on. He's like, it's probably nothing, but we'll just check again. And they went in and I went into my appointment. We checked stuff again. It was fine. It was a, a, a bad lab or whatever like that. It wasn't anything. But the fact that he took the time out of his day to tell me that uh, uh, the day he found, you know, day I was notified about it that made it easier for me because then I'm like, okay, yeah, I could have something horrible, but there's a less of a chance and I'm more wary of it. I'm not going to sit there and wait for a week, you know, and <laughs> stress for a whole week on something like that. That's ridiculous. And I, and right. also, and also I want to say too, uh, shout out to, uh, my, my, uh, ophthalmologist, Dr. Brown, uh, in Springfield. Um, That's a good name. Yeah. Good name. He was, uh, he, this is where I get it from, from this stuff because he's an eye doctor. I used to go there when I was, you know, younger and stuff to get my contacts and stuff like that. And there's their, their thing was you go there, of course you pay your copay or whatever your little fee is for your eye stuff. You get all your stuff right. done. They give you contacts, right? For me, I got contacts. So you get your contacts. Yes. He gives you two free contacts. Of course you put them in your eyes and then he schedules automatically while you're there. They schedule an appointment for, I can't remember if it's a week or two weeks later, it's automatically scheduled for you. And they do not charge you for that second appointment. So you come in the second appointment, they redo all your eye tests, right? They're redoing all the stuff and checking everything. They're asking, of course, how are you doing? Are you having trouble seeing? Is, is it blurry? Whatever, blah. And they're rechecking all your stuff, you know, can you, which is better, one or two? One or two? One or two? You know, like that. They're doing all that again for you. And then right. if, for instance, there is a change, like now in two weeks you're wearing it, you realize you really need to be whatever this vision strength versus this one, they switch it for you right there. They, get, they take your ones they just gave you for free and you throw them in the trash. You get new ones, put in your eyes there, and then they order you a year's supply or whatever you want, or you can take the prescription, go get it filled wherever you want. But at that point, now that they've had two weeks for you to figure everything out, then they get you the, they, like I used to have them order for, for me because they were the biggest uh, contact place on the East Coast, but uh, have them order them and they just ship them right to your house. That's, right. that's to me, that's fucking service. Because the second appointment, there is no pay. Like, you will not pay. That's like their strict policy. Unless, of course, they have to do some weird stuff or something. But, but for the normal person, you're going in there. If you have to change contacts, that's all free. Like, none of that's, you know what I mean? And that's, that's service. And that's how it should be with the doctor's office. You're already paying them to do the, do the lab draw, to do whatever they got to do, to do this kind of check, to do this stuff. You're already paying the doctor to read the labs. You're all doing that. So you don't need to pay them again to then tell you what the labs say. That's absurd. Right. Sorry, I get really heated with this stuff. I can't stand this. I, don't, I hate money grab stuff. I cannot stand money grab stuff like that. And like you said, you can, for lack of a better term, you can kind of, you know, work with your doctor and let them know up front that you feel that way. And every time I've ever done it, the doctor has been like, okay, cool. And I'm like, yeah, if it's something legit. Well, plus it makes, you know, it makes it easier for them. Yeah, because I don't, well. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not coming in for bullshit. trying to make that, that extra you know, $35, $40, which adds up depending on how many patients are, you know, they have going on. Yeah. And I don't, and I, and I, like I said, and if that's how you run your business, dude, full respect, I'm an entrepreneur myself, full respect there, but I'm just not coming to you again. Like I won't use you. You're not going to be my doctor, 
But well, if, and that's like like we said last time. That's there's there's always that option of changing physicians, finding one that you like better. Yeah, because I've had I mean I've had some in the past where I've had to change for different reasons, um, and but, it, it, you have to change for it. You have to change for it. You know, you're not but you're right. not you're not settled. You don't have to have one doctor for your whole life or whatever. You know, in fact, you're probably not going to have one doctor for your whole life. Well, and getting back to these, like especially back to the virtual situation, since which basically what's become more of the norm since COVID. Um, I've noticed when I've had to use that that I feel like I have more of a more of a rapport and a better conversation, more of an understanding with my doctor when I'm doing a, a virtual appointment. Uh, I mean, it's it's it is limited because you're physically not there, but if it's just questions you have or you're just reviewing labs or you're just talking to him about him him he or she about you know certain things that are going on with you it's a valuable it's a valuable tool but uh and now it's they made it easier for you to get pharmaceuticals dispensed if if you need prescriptions you know you can have that delivered to your house now yeah a lot of a lot of insurance companies are even picking up that tab for some of that stuff now too you know? Yeah, and it's 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 no joke. And I think uh, and what really surprised me the most, and I'm not trying to say this, it's it's awesome, but I'm not trying to say it's it's awesome for you know nefarious reasons. It's a uh, you know when it comes to controlled substances, whether it's you know pain medications or you know or hormones. I mean, there's a lot of situations now where depending on where you live and what pharmacies you have. And who your doctor is, a lot of a lot of places you can get that delivered to your house now as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when it comes to, and we'll, I'll, I'll dabble into this a little bit, and I, I know you know what I'm about to talk about, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Go is uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, especially males now that are on HRT or TRT, or females that are on HRT. Which what I mean by TRT for males is you know testosterone replacement therapy, or hormone replacement therapy, or you know HRT hormone replacement therapy for for women. Um, they have definitely made that a lot easier to have access to without even leaving your house. I mean, cause you know, all these hormones that you can order, whether it's testosterone, you know, or HGH, whatever they use, it, it's, it's a controlled substance. And now, especially since COVID you're able to, there are companies out there now like wellness clinics and whatnot, where you can have virtual appointments with these physicians and like we were talking about with LabCorp, they can send the information to LabCorp or to you, and you can just go there yourself, get your labs done, and then they'll come back. You can, you know, go in their particular porthole, read you know, their portal and read your labs, and then talk to the doctor about it, and then talk about, you know, some of these compounds that you want to try. Well, and, uh, yeah, and it's, it's beneficial because it, it, the doctors can do, a, in my opinion, they can get a lot more done when they are doing those virtual appointments, you know what I mean? Cause they can have their practice like normal, yeah. like people come in practice and then they can set aside certain points of their day, you know, maybe an hour block here and there or whatever, where they can then hit those other ones. And it helps them out tremendously. I would imagine on their bottom line as well. And they don't have to waste your time coming in just to be like, well, it's, uh, I'm supposed to come in. Uh, it's six months. I'm supposed to come in here. Is anything wrong with you? Um, it's six months later. You know, like that, that's, that's like the only reason you're fucking there. And, and now they can do all that stuff remotely. You know, like you said, we're, we're remotely, but like I said, like, like you said, like they can send lab core your thing and you just go wherever you want to get your labs done and then they get the stuff and you're done. That's it. You know? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll explain a little, I'll, I'll get a little personal. 
I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, Everything's on. The you table. know, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy that, you know, I've been working out for probably three quarters of my life now. And it's just, it, when you, when you do it for that long, it's just becomes part of you. It's a way of life and it's in the blood and you don't know how to not do it anymore. So when I reached the point when I got into my, you know, forties and I just started feeling like dog shit and I just, it, it wasn't all at once. It was just, it was a gradual thing. And I uh, started feeling like crap and I, like, I just I wasn't motivated. I didn't have, you know, it was hard for me to get motivated and I just, my energy level was down. I just, just didn't feel like myself. And I knew I'm like, it's gotta be, I need to get my, my, my T levels, my testosterone levels checked. And I did, and I do what a lot of people do. You go to your primary care physician, and this, I'm, what I'm about to get into is a lot of people out there listening have probably dealt with the same thing if they have dealt with testosterone or, or hormone replacement. Um, I went, got my testosterone, le- testosterone levels checked through my primary care physician, and my primary care physician says, who's a good physician, he said, well, um, your levels, your testosterone levels are, are fine. And I took what he said, okay, well, it's got to be something else. So when I went to my primary care physician's office for the rest of the physical, that was just the labs that were read. I had done before the physical. So I went there for the physical, and I ended up seeing another physician that was part of the practice. And she went over my labs again more in depth with me. And then she said, well, yeah, your testosterone level is low. I'm like, well, wait a minute here. My main primary care physician called me last week and said my levels were normal. And she goes, they're, nor- they're, they're below normal, she, go- she said, but he's also probably saying that because of your age now, it's normal for that age to be lower. Right. And, um, and I'm like, oh, okay. So we went over the numbers, and yeah, it, they weren't only low. They were lower than they should be at my age. And when it comes to testosterone or any type of, you know, hormones, especially in males um, with testosterone, the goal is you don't want to, you know, go to some superhuman level like a lot of these body, a lot of these bodybuilders will, they'll take <laughs> testosterone, you know, then they'll have a lot of other anabolics stacked on top of it, you know, which is why they get so freakishly huge. Well, that's part of it, and then genetics plays into it how their bodies are going to respond to these compounds. Right, but um. What you want to do is you want to, if you want to go on testosterone, that is, whether it's injections, creams, gels, whatever, Patches, you want whatever. to get, you want to get your numbers in that mid range. And the best way to look at it is I want to get my numbers to where they were. Like if I was 25, you want, you want an optimal, you know, just, 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 to just, just that optimal level that were like, if you were 25 again. Yeah. So you and feel if normal. You start going. Right to whether it's it's that normal level if if you were a a young a younger man, and then if you start going above that above that mid range or above that normal range, that's when you're going to start to run into a lot of the side effects, such as um, gynecomastia, which you know with a lot of males you know they'll start to or if if you're a gym rat they're called bitch tits you know excuse me for putting it that way that's just the <laughs> slang way of putting it where they're you know, called mitts sir. Right, where the, the, the male will actually grow that glandular, just a gland, you know, basically 
breast tissue. Yeah, you're going. Yeah, you end up growing breast tissue. Yeah, and yeah, and if and and granted, that being said, everybody's going to respond a little bit different because if you know, some people might not even have that problem, and uh, some people they might respond like that right away, depending on how much testosterone their doctor puts puts them on, what type of regimen you know they go on. But you know, if you yeah, like I said, if you start going above that normal, you know, optimal level, you that's when you're going to start. Most people anyway are going to start to run into like gynecomastia, or you know, you're start to see your your good cholesterol lower to where you're going to have less protection. You know, your your blood pressure is possibly going to raise. You know, your estrogen could raise from it too. Right. What's that? Your estrogen could raise from it too. Oh yeah, and that's a big thing because. Because people don't realize, they, they, a lot of guys anyway, they think, they're, I'm taking testosterone. But with your body, your body wants to kind of stay at that homeostasis, you know, realm to where even though you're adding testosterone, you know, your body's also going to want to convert some of that testosterone into estrogen. So you got to keep that in mind too. So you, gotta, you have to get your estrogen levels checked too because even though, you know, males – have a smaller amount of estrogen, they still need that. And that still plays a huge part in how your body functions and how you're going to feel. Right. Especially when it comes to your libido. I know a lot of guys are like, what, estrogen? What are you talking about? It's like, yeah. If you offset that, the, the smaller amount of estrogen that you have as a male, yeah, you can, you can offset a lot of things. Yeah. So what, one of the, you know, it's just, but, as far as the physicians go, and this is what I wanted, this is the point I wanted to make. If guys are thinking about, you know, going on TRT or females are thinking about going on HRT, any type of hormone replacement therapy, it's important because like with my doctor, the reason why he told me my labs were normal was because he doesn't know that much about working with these types of hormones. And if he doesn't know, he or she, he just happened to be he. He doesn't want to deal with the possible liability because he doesn't. He doesn't have any experience working. He doesn't know that much about him, and he's also hearing, "Well, we raise the testosterone levels. You know, raises their cholesterol, their blood pressure. They can stroke out. They can have a heart attack. They don't want to deal with that." So, if anybody's thinking about doing that, you need to find a physician. This is just my opinion. Like Jason said, we're not doctors, yeah. but if you're thinking about something like that, you want to find a physician that specializes in whether it's a urologist, an endocrinologist that specializes in hormones or a sports physician who has a lot of experience using these types of hormones. Yeah. Well, and, and to piggyback off what you said, to be honest too, I take testosterone as well. Um, I had to do that when I moved here, obviously I had to interview new doctors and stuff like that. Um, and through, Dude, that's why you're so jacked. <laughs> yeah, baby. But uh, I, I had to go to my, my, my doctor currently, my current doctor that's awesome. Um, she's in a sports complex, like where they deal with sports stuff, all that kind of stuff. And, um, right. and they have a couple different doctors that work there, and they're all great and stuff like that. But my particular doctor, like when I met her, you know, interviewing and talking about everything, and I was like, look, I take testosterone. I've taken it since I was 13 for my, my, my life. Um, I was like, I am a... I need you to prescribe it and I need you to let me do it myself. And if that's, again, if that's not copacetic with your ideology, your worrying about like responsibility and all that kind of stuff, that's fine. We'll part as friends and I'll move on, you know? And she's like, Oh yeah, no, 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 that's fine. You know? And that, and, but I asked straight up the question because if she had said like, well, you're going to have to come in every day and do whatever or every week or whatever. Fuck off. I'm not doing that. That's a waste of my time. You know? So, 
kind of like what you said. So I had to find, make sure vet my doctor, so to speak, to make sure that he or she knows what, what, you know, about testosterone enough to be comfortable to, to, you know, prescribe it, but then also be comfortable enough to do the lab checks they have to do to keep everything in check. Like you were saying. Um, and then also to allow me to self inject and stuff like that, because I'm not, I'm not doing this stuff. Like when I was a kid, when it was, uh, Back then, it was a bigger controlled substance at that time, and you had to go to the doctor because you weren't allowed to do it back then. But now it's kind of been more normalized now because it's just bigger and everybody hears about TRT commercials and stuff on TV. Um, and I guess that's part of the reason, and, and it's now more normalized. But there are definitely some doctors that will not let you do it at home, and those are the ones. That's when you have to make a decision if you want to you know, deal with that doctor or not, or like you said, find someone that's more comfortable. And you can see your labs like like this goes back to kind of what we talked about before when they when you get your lab report and it's going to say you're um, for, for myself, I'm a 45 year old male and it's going to say, you know, testosterone is going to have the, the low end and the high end. And if you're not somewhere in that middle range, then, then you have a problem that you need to discuss with your doctor and he or she should obviously see that as well. So, you know, that so you're like you said, your previous doctor that you had an incident with was obviously seems like they were more timid about the legality and the responsibility of distributing that out to you. Well, yeah. And that I, you know, them being a physician, if they don't have experience with it, I can't blame them for, for not wanting to, to deal with it because they didn't, I mean, they didn't come out right and say they didn't have that much experience with it, but I could tell just, just by what they were saying that that was most likely. The yeah, case. but they should have, they should have, but in, in, okay, this is my opinion. And I don't know your doctor, obviously. I don't wasn't there or anything, but but like your doctor should be professional enough to say, look, I'm not comfortable with this. This is not something I normally do. And 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 either refer you to someone who will do that for you that they may know, or just tell them, hey, this I can treat you for all this stuff, but I can't do that. You know, whatever. I mean, just be honest with you and upfront. You know, we don't I don't expect any doctor that I go to to know everything in the world about medicine. So you got, that's why I said, you got to find the one. I had one when I first moved here that I went to him and, and he was a joke. Uh, and, and he obviously, like you said, was not comfortable with that, with doing that. Well, he, that he said like, he would do it, but then he started kind of backtracking the next couple of times I saw him. And I, to the point where I was like, Hey, it's been fun. I'm out. You know what I mean? I'm going to go find someone who's more, cause he was like a newer doctor kind of thing. And, that, and I get it. I get it. He's not as much experience, but I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that, you know? <laughs> so right. I, and the, and, the, and, and that's also, that's a very good point right there is that if you find a doctor that doesn't have experience with it, but that's still willing to do it anyway, that you also want to make sure that they do their homework and they know what they're talking about, especially when it comes to dosing. Well, that was my thing. Like I knew since I'd been on it for so long, I knew the dosing, I knew what labs need to be done when they need to be done. I knew all that stuff. So I was, right. I was basically, and I, I felt horrible saying this because obviously a doctor goes to school forever and, and, uh, I have like a bachelor's and it's not in anything medical. Um, but like I was basically telling him how to do his job and when it, in, in, in a nice way, not, I wasn't being mean about it or anything, but like when it gets to the point where I'm telling my doctor what they should do based on what I've done for so long with this exact same situation, that's when I was like, okay, uh, no harm. No so you foul. basically we're, just needed him for a prescription pad. Right, right, right. Basically I was like, look, yeah. if we could just do this, if I could send you a text message to your personal phone and you could just write the script, that'd be great because I don't need to talk to you. Cause I've already, I know more about this than you do. You know, I've been, I've been on this for, you know, 30 years or whatever. So, but being that it was that way, I also knew that this was the time to cut ties because I'm like, if this guy's not comfortable and he's kind of slightly backpedaling here and there on a couple things, I'm just like, look, you're not comfortable. 
no harm, no foul. We can still be friends. We'll stay hide each other at the grocery store or whatever. But I, I got to find somebody who's who's more equipped to deal with it. Well, I think a lot of a lot of doc, well, not as much anymore, but there's still a lot of uh, physicians out there, whether they're MDs or DOs, that when it comes to like especially testosterone, um, they are freaked out because they look at it as a PED, you know, a performance enhancing drug, and uh, because it is for the most part, it's, it, it is an anabolic. It, it's, you know, there it's a, uh, but it's, if your levels are low, like for instance, and like said, Jason, like Jason said before, we're not doctors. This is just our opinion and, and what we've experienced. If your levels are low, you know, especially like my levels were lower than I thought. I'm just like, how, how the hell have I even had the energy to work out? Cause my, I had like basically, the equivalent of like hypogonadism where I was just like my, I was barely producing anything. You know, I was like, I was under 300 and, yeah. uh, yeah. and it was, it, I'm like, I can't believe I, I feel as good as I do or how I was, I was able to retain as much muscle mass as I did. And, um, because, but you know, cause I, I still didn't really have that much of a problem, you know, gaining lean mass. But when I saw my levels, I'm like, how the hell was I still able to do that? But um, probably caught it just right in time because as you get older, that's going to get worse and worse and worse. For, yeah. for all guys out there, for, well, normally for all guys out there. Yeah, and 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 it's also important for especially especially a lot of men out there to understand that the health problems that having a low level like I did, what can you know what type of health problems it can create? You know, because those hormones are very important. I'm not trying to scare anybody out there. Like I said, it's all relative. Everybody's body and body chemistry is different. But um, I, it's something I decided to do, and uh, I know it's something you decided to do too, Jay. You've done, you've been doing it a lot longer than I have. But uh, it, like, like I said before, a lot of doctors are still kind of tripped out because it's, you know, it's considered a, you know, performance enhancing drug, and uh, it is. You know, it's a lot more accepted now. You know, and there's a, there's a lot there's a lot other steroids, if you will, that are out there you know, like brand names I'm not going to get into, but you know, like I was saying before, like a lot of bodybuilders on top of testosterone will, will stack on top, you know, they'll stack other compounds on top, which is completely dangerous in my opinion. But what, <laughs> but, but what we're talking about though, too, like kind of what you said at the beginning, what, what we're talking about is testosterone, TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. You're not right. doing it. You know, you, you don't take the shots or patches or gels or cream what the fuck you want to take you're not taking it to be like schwarzenegger huge that's not what you're taking it for you're taking it because your baseline is out of whack so all you're trying to do is replace to your base okay so you're just trying to get to that baseline that's what your doctors are trying to do they're not trying to get you you know if they're doing their job correctly whatever your high-end range is let's just say it's i don't know fucking 800 or something like that they're not trying to put you up to a thousand they're trying to get you in that range up no higher than the 800 that's what they're trying to do. And that's why they sometimes fiddle with doses and stuff like that. But that's what they're trying to do. So in the old days, people did think it was like, you know, like, like a more of like that jacked up trying to get jacked steroid thing. And I think that's what scared people about it. But now when they've done more education, it seems like they've understood now it's more of like a, in this sense and what we're talking about, and we're not doctors, like we said, or anything like that, but more of a, just a replacement therapy to just get you baseline normal because homeostasis is how the body works. Everything has to be normalized in the normal range for everything to function correctly. Otherwise one thing's out of whack is going to cause this to be out of whack over here and goes on and on. Right. And, and 
like what Jason and I do, it, we're just taking just enough to to get to that optimal level, you know, not nothing beyond that. Just to where, and like I said, that that's a good point too. Is everybody's body's chemistry is different. Like, say for instance, the level that Jason's taking, say, depending on what it is, say he's on a lot. Say that's great for him, you know, but it may be too much for me. Or you know, and everybody's body's going to react differently to it. But like, say. You know, I'm honest. It just takes a smaller amount for me to get the same effect Jason does, or vice versa. Right. You know, everybody's chemistry is different. Everybody's going to react to these compounds differently. You know, and that's where you know body chemistry and genetics come into play. It's how your body's going to actually respond to this. You know, the the testosterone replacement. Well, and that's why you need a good doctor who understands that, like we kind of said, yeah. to to make sure that they're obviously they're on top of. They, they know about this, of course, like I shouldn't be telling them any of this. And then they are, of course, doing the correct amount of, of lab works and stuff to continue to check your levels as much as they feel is necessary um, and make sure it's normalizing where they want it to be. And obviously, you know, adjusting if need be with stuff like that. And if they adjust something, of course, they probably have to do another lab work in a month or two or three or something like that just to keep up with it. Again, we're not doctors, but that, that's kind of the, the, uh, the whole thing there. Yeah. And that, that's important as well is if you're, if, somebody decides to do this. Like when I decided to do this, I was like, I am not going to do this unless I get my, my labs checked quarterly, like every four months. Yeah. And that's, that's what I do. I, I uh, get my labs taken every four months and then I have a appointment with, with my physician, my physician after that, and we go over what we found. If, you know, if, if we want to tweak the dosage a little bit, you know, or add something else to it, and it just kind of goes like that. And like I said, this is just our experiences and this is what we've done. Um, but it's definitely an issue, especially in, uh, in today's times where is it a lot of guys are going through, especially, you know, when they get into their forties and there is help out there. If you need it, you just need to make sure you go to the right people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, when it comes and then, to you, physicians. Right. And when you go to your doctor's appointment, kind of like, I think we talked about this in, I don't remember which episode, but when you go to your doctor's office appointment and you're t- actually physically talking to your physician at that time, these are the times to ask them these kind of questions to, right. to and, and also to ask the questions and then make sure you get the answer that you understand. So you understand their answer. Um, right. Don't worry about the fact that they have 17 other patients to deal with in the next hour. That's not your problem. You need, you, you, you paid for your appointment time, ask the questions nicely and they'll, they'll figure it out and then work with them on that. So that's the, that's my keys to finding a good doctor there. But those kind of visits, like I'm not, like I talked about BS doctor office visits prior. I'm not talking about ones for labs on testosterone and stuff like that. That's something where, Hey, if you're not willing to come in and get your labs checked, then you're not going to continue to get the drug. Like the med, the doctors aren't going to do that. Cause that's massive liability on their end. So I respect yeah. that. That's not the appointments I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, you know, I don't know, just generic stuff. You're getting checked and they want you to come in so they can touch you again. You know? It gets, it gets to be nonsense and I hate the money grabs of that. Thing. Yeah. And it's, it's like I said, it's, it's and like Jason said as well, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, finding the, the right position who, who he or she knows what they're talking about and who are willing to work with you. Yeah. And like for me, I still have my same primary care physician cause he's a good physician and all the physicians he has in his practice are, are great as well. But this is one particular issue I don't 
go to him for. I actually had to seek out, you know, a different, I had to go to one of those, you know, men's wellness clinics who actually uses an endocrinologist and a urologist who are used and sports medicine who are used to working with these types of, uh, um, compounds. Right. And people, another one, one more point on this that I think a lot of guys need to understand, especially when it comes to testosterone or if you start going down this road where you start injecting yourself with testosterone, keep in mind that you are most likely going to shut down whatever natural production that you had going on before you started. Yeah, that's so true. Keep that in mind. And I would never recommend this to anybody who hasn't maxed out their full potential as far as their hormone levels. Um, especially, you know, you want to, if you're still thinking about, you know, having kids, that's a factor too, or it could be depending on your makeup. Um, definitely something you want to find the right physician for to ask all these questions. Yeah. Yeah. Go over all that with them and they, they'll go over all that stuff with you. Or, you know, they should be because those are definitely things you need to consider. Um, like, like Bobby said, especially if you're you know, trying to have a kid or something like that, those are things you need to you take into consideration, you know, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you know, uh, aside from wanting to feel better, and that was the main reason because I wanted to feel like myself again, so I could do what I normally do. And um, especially in the gym, uh, but I'm not gonna lie. Part of me was like, "Yeah, I'll get good workout benefits from this too." But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie about that. But the main reason was because I just felt like shit, and I had a feeling I knew it was that, especially because of my age. So that's that's why I decided to get my numbers checked, and I was correct. Yeah, I mean, you but, see uh, it all the time. Like I said, on commercials, there's a reason they're on commercials. On like, you know football games and stuff like that when they know the guys are watching, you know what I mean? And that's true. Like you need to start getting that stuff checked, you know, in my opinion and just my opinion only, uh, yeah, you need to get that stuff checked to see because everything, your body, everything in your body, like we said, has to work together. So if something's out of whack, something else is going to be out of whack and it's going to continue to go downhill from there. So just be up on it. Talk to your doctor. Well, right. And if it's definitely any listeners are out there, if they're thinking about trying or looking into because they have some of the similar issues that we've had, then definitely, you know, seek out a good physician and don't just deal with one if they don't really know what they're doing, because that can be really dangerous in my opinion. Um, you want somebody, and I don't mean to keep beating this dead horse, but you want to find a physician that knows what they're talking about when it comes to these types of hormones. Yeah, exactly. Well, same thing with anything. Anytime you go to a physician, if you're going for a specific reason, um, you know, if you're, you're having like cardiac issues, stuff with your heart going on, Right. You know, you, you don't go to the kidney doctor. You need to go to the heart doctor. You know, you need to go to a cardiologist. Like you right. need to go to the people that that's their life is doing everything about it, you know? And those are the ones that are going to help you or at least point you in the right direction. If, if maybe it is something that someone else can deal with, they, they can tell you all that stuff. So let, yeah, go to them. But um, do you want to wrap this part up and go on to the next part? Yeah, no. Okay. I, want- I just, I, I didn't mean to talk too much about that. I just, uh, it's something that's, you know, come out in the open a lot more these days. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about a lot more oh, because wow. it's something that, something that a lot of, uh, especially when you get to our age, it's something that is, you know, reality. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I was going to, um, uh, hold on. Let me, let me, let me do this real quick. Hold on. Can you hear that? I set up your, uh, I set up your soapbox. 
Oh, thanks, okay. boy. Yeah, no problem. So uh, I'll let you. I'll let you tackle uh, our next part here. Okay. Well, since if, we if you just... want to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I'm not going to delve too much into the politics, but I am going to maybe show my ass a little bit because what we're about to discuss is something that on a certain level I do take really personally, especially since uh, Jason and I were at the Pentagon on 9-11 yep. 20 years ago. Um, and I know what I'm about to discuss is happened two weeks ago, but you know what I thought was just horrible. And I'm, I know a lot of people may have an issue about me talking about this because I'm going to talk about Afghanistan and how we exited Afghanistan. And uh, I don't care if you support Biden or not. I don't care if you supported Trump or not or whoever. I don't care. To me, this isn't a political issue. This is a right and wrong issue. And this is a humanitarian issue. Um, like I said, I don't care if you voted for Biden or whatnot or whoever. I don't care. What I do care about is the exit strategy that was planned under Biden to leave Afghanistan was absolutely asinine. I agree. We, we left. You don't, and this is going to, I'm going to kind of compare it to, you know, how we think too is, you know, fire and EMS. When it comes to getting our people out, of a country like Afghanistan, especially not only our people, but our allies, people that helped us for the past 20 years, whether it's translators, you know, linguists, you know, just allied Afghan allies that helped us for so many years. And you're going to just leave a lot of them there is just completely ridiculous to me. Yeah. And you, you know, know and you know what's going to happen to them before being left there too, which is, well, horrible. Absolutely. Itself. It's, I mean, how the exit, you know, how the exit strategy, you know, how it was, was absolutely ridiculous. And it was something that the thing that just fucking pisses me off is it's something that could have been avoided. You know, our current administration could have been, you know, getting these people out back in the spring, you know, especially if you were trying to keep to a date. You know, to get them out, you know, the, the deadline, you know, Biden said was August 31st. You know, why weren't you starting to filter, you know, State Department people, you know, other civilians, other, you know, allied, you know, Afghanis that worked with us? Why weren't you trying to get them out way before the last minute? Well, uh, and I'm not a political guy at all, but but I will say uh, to me, it sounds asinine that you would give someone such as your enemy a, a date when you're leaving. <laughs> Well, <laughs> like, it, hey, we're playing a football game, but in the third quarter, five minutes left, we're going to stop playing. Like, why would well, you tell someone that before you, before anything happened? It just seems. Fucking and, and I agree, Jason. It's it's basically like the equivalent of um, sinking a sinking a cruise ship and then throwing out five lifeboats at the last minute. Right, right, you right. Know, it, it's like you don't. You knew when the date was. You could have started getting all of your people out and allies out in plenty of time. If you had a deadline, well, expect, and yeah, and don't tell course, people when it is. Just do it, you know, like you said. But, but then the thing that really just doesn't make sense to me, Jason, is you're going to pull the military out first before you get everybody else out. 
and being someone who's worked with the military for a long time, I can't even imagine how the military people at Bagram felt when, you know, they were basically told, you know, to leave Bagram in the middle of the night over, you know, well over a month ago and just leave everything there and head out. Yeah. Why would you do something like that without getting your civilians and allies out first? It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's something that could have been avoided. Yeah. And we, as a, then, and we as a country have paid whatever, so many millions a month during all this war stuff we've been doing. And we just left all the right. taxpayer stuff there that we all paid for. It just left it there. That also doesn't seem like the, uh, smartest exit strategy to me as well. I know they've done stuff like that in the past, but it just doesn't seem very well planned out. Right. And, and they're going to sit here and say that there's only, you know, maybe a couple hundred uh, civilians and, and allies there that are left that we didn't get. It's like, that's bullshit. There's a lot more than that. Yeah. And, and I'm going to call bullshit on that, but here are the administration was at the last minute, you know, after they were called upon, what the fuck are you guys doing? trying to get people out at the last minute. They still couldn't get everybody out. But it could have been avoided if they started earlier and if they didn't pull the military out. Right. And that being said, those 13, you know, Marines, you know, Navy sailors and soldiers wouldn't have died in Kabul the other week. And it just, it just drives me fucking crazy the way this was handled. And I don't only blame the Biden administration. I blame the top brass of the military, you know, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, the Secretary of Defense. I mean, and I'm just going to I'm going to put this out there. If, if they had any ounce of dignity, resign. Why would you let something like that happen? Not only that, if that's not bad enough, which it is, you're going to leave Bagram Air Base, which is the size of a small city, and you're going to leave. $95 billion worth of the best military equipment in the world there for the taking. Yeah. For, yeah, you know, for the Taliban. Yeah. And, and you can sit here and say, they can sit here and say, well, we, we left all that there for the, uh, for the uh, Afghan army. We didn't know that they were going to hightail out of there. It's like, okay, well, if that's what you originally we're going to do and they ended up hightailing it out of there and to prevent the Taliban from getting it. Why didn't you mow out the heck out of Bagram? So they didn't have usage. They, 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 they weren't allowed to take it. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the, the Taliban has more black hop helicopters than the Australian army. Yeah. I now, heard that. Yeah. That's they've got, you know, thousands upon thousands of small arms and ammunition, you know, Tanks, you know, thousands of Humvees, you know, I mean, come on. It's just, I mean, it's a slap in the face for the past 20 years for the people that, you know, fought, died, gave their limbs for this country and the family members, you know, who have suffered because of it. And everybody that we lost on 9-11 that you're just going to make the Taliban better than they were before we even went in there. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just, I can't express enough. And like I said, this isn't political with me. This is a right and wrong issue. I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. I, I could give two shits. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, you know, Libertarian, you know, you know, Tea Party, 
you know, constitutionalist. I don't care. Right. This is right and wrong. Yeah, I and, agree. And uh, like I said, I'm not going to go too much more into that, but because, and then now since we just had 9-11, you know, and it's been 20 years, it sinks in even more. Yeah, I'd say that kind of makes, every, it reminds you of why you were there to begin with. Right, yeah. and but the, my my brain just can't, you know, especially from what we've done for a living all this time, and I can't even imagine with the military sinking right now, but you don't leave people behind. You don't, you don't quit until everybody comes home. Right. And so how people could just be left there. I just, I, it's just, it's just not in my DNA, man. I just, uh, it makes about as much sense as, you know, us being on a fire ground and, you know, there was prior knowledge. Yeah. This, this building's going to fall, but you wait to the last minute to pull everybody out. But then, you know, well, we can't get everybody. So let's just go home. Right. Would that ever happen? No. Not a fucking time. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, it's not in my DNA. And I just, I, it was hard for me to wrap my brain around it. And it just, I had to let that out. If I offended anybody, sorry, but that's the way I feel. And, uh, I just, like I said, it's not political. It's, it's humanitarian for me. It's, it's, yeah. it's about right and wrong. Yeah. And we're, everything's on the table. So we're going to talk about some stuff that's going to hit home for people. And um, these are, like we said, this is just our opinions on stuff, man. And if you have a different opinion, that's awesome. We'd love to hear it. But, you know, we're, we have the right to our opinion, and, and that's how it is. Um, did you want to move on to that, to your, uh, one of your things that's really, you're really good at? Well, I want to talk about, you know, I think one of the things that isn't talked about enough, especially when it comes to health and well-being, and since, we're, since we started off talking about, you know, physicians, we'll kind of glom that onto this. I think one of the things that's not talked about today really that much at all is we'll use the COVID situation because everybody's so concerned about getting the vaccine. Right. That's what you want to do. That's, that's fucking great. But if you don't, you know, why isn't there more emphasis on teaching people how to be more healthy? You know, whether it's supplements, whether it's your diet, whether it's your lifestyle in general, you drink too much, you're smoking, do you even exercise? Right. Do you go outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you go out? Yeah. Just, do you go outside and get natural vitamin D? Right. You know, or, you know, are you, are you inside, you know, playing video games 18 hours a day? Right. You know, I mean, no offense to all you gamers out there, but. You guys play a lot of fucking video games. <laughs> but, but like, but to be fair though, you can also, if that's the case, or you have some sort of situation where you can't go outside, maybe you have a loved one that's more susceptible to COVID or something like that that you're worried right. about. Then you can also take supplements for that kind of stuff. And again, we're not doctors; these are just our opinions. But they definitely everybody. You can go to any store in the, you know in America, and you can find these like vitamin D supplements. You know, they're also in multivitamins as well. But you can actually just take vitamin D as well to up that. Well. But it, 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 uh, yeah, I don't think it's emphasized enough that one of the best defenses that you can, you know, just help yourself with as far as this whole COVID situation is make your body stronger, make your body healthier. Well, yeah, you know, my doctor, my, per, my doctor that I had before I moved here, he was very like, uh, no one talks about that. Though. Well, he, yeah, he was like a, you know, a normal doctor and stuff like that. But he also would talk to you about different alternatives and stuff. And one of the things he talked to me about was just for general health. This is way before COVID stuff came around. Um, he was talking like he was telling me to take D three a long time ago. So I've been on D three right. for a long time. Um, and he was telling you just because it helps 
you know, they've done, they've had things that said it was better for cancer and stuff like that. And it helps with a lot of different things in your life that all right. of us, unfortunately, at some point probably are going to have to deal with something, you know, hopefully you don't have to deal with anything, but, but it, you know, it's a high chance you're going to do stuff like that. So there are things you can take that, that help with that. But then when this thing came around with COVID, um, this is not something that really people went down that path to discuss it anymore. And well, I, or it was, or it was, uh, in a lot of ways it was demonized because, right. you know, and let's just get this straight. Um, we're not saying by any means that this is a cure because you, know, you can actually get in trouble for that. Right. No, no. But, um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm saying you can make, right. you can make your body. No, healthier. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that the, you know, the powers that be, you know, you, you can get in trouble for, we're not saying that at all. We're just saying these are, you know, these are tips that people can, can use to help make their body stronger and healthier. Cause it's, I mean, it's not talked about enough. It's not, I mean, especially when it comes to diet. Well, I mean, I, the Western, the Western diet is, is freaking horrible. You yeah. know, and it's, if people would focus more, I'm just going to say this, if people would go in the grocery store and just focus more on the perimeter of the grocery store and leave the middle aisles alone, yep, you'll be better off just by doing that. Yeah. Just that little switch there. Yeah. Yeah, because you're you're basically alleviating a majority of all the processed foods. And, and you know, if you if you're a junk food eater, you know, if that's what you do and that's your thing, hey, you know, knock yourself out. You know, you do you. It's, but when it comes to, especially fighting off, you know, viruses and a lot of other illnesses, the, one of the best things you can do is is make your body stronger to be able to deal with these a lot better. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Because even if you look at stuff like forget COVID, just look at stuff like the flu, something as common yeah. as the flu. The, the flu fatally hurts people more in that non-healthy category, that are in the non-healthy category, right? I think everybody could agree with that. So yeah. if you can get your body with taking these things or whatever, talk to your doctor and stuff and talk to different people, but if you can get you know, your body to the point where you're more healthy than someone who's not doing that, for instance, then you have a better chance, in my opinion, um, strictly just my opinion only, of not getting these other problems. You know what I mean? Like you're probably not going to get the flu is more likely not to get that stuff. If your body is at its tip top shape with everything. And I'm not talking about, you know, being conditioned, like physically conditioned, like working out stuff. I'm just talking about just eating the right things, eating the, getting the right vitamins and minerals from, from different stuff like that. And it's not talked about at all. It's just kind of, it seems like in, in, in the United States, they kind of just want you to just get on some sort of pharmaceutical and then life will go on. Um, Cause in my opinion, the whole world, you know, is run by, you know, oil and pharmaceutical companies. Right, and we're, we're not saying that any of these are cures. We're just saying these are the, the best defense to fight these, whether, like Jason said, whether it's the flu, whether it's the current virus, whether it's whatever. Particular viruses and, yeah. and whatnot. I mean, it, it's and, – and I can't, I can't stress that enough. I mean, because it's not talked about enough, especially when it comes to, to diet and supplements. You know, especially with diet, if people – you know, like I said, people can do whatever they want to do. They do what's good for them, but if people could just, and it doesn't take a lot, you can just tweak it just a little bit, just to be like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna stop eating a lot of processed food. Yeah, eat more vegetables, eat more organic crap. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Or I'm just gonna stop eating a lot of sugar. Yeah, processed foods. I'm not gonna eat that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. These are simple changes. Yeah, we're not we're not like diet people. We're not like dietitians or doctors, like we said. But this is kind of common sense. Common sense. Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking, when I say sugar, I'm not talking about fruits. You know, I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about, you know, some people out there may be sensitive to certain types of fruits, whatnot, because, 
you know, you have a fire, higher fructose and you know, sugar content in some fruits than others. But if you could just make small, small tweaks, like I'm going to stop eating a lot of processed sugar, like, like you said, Jason, or just a lot of processed foods or, you know, just, just those little changes make, can make all the difference in the world. Hey Bobby, you let you, you lay off my peanut butter cups. Okay. Hey man. All right. Thank you. You know what you could do? You know what you could do to tweak that though, bro? Oh God. If you're going to tell me, take some, what? Go ahead. Oh man. <laughs> This is what you do. <laughs> don't don't try to say some sugar-free version or some bullshit. No, 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 no. This is just an alternative. And this is just this is just my opinion. Go to your grocery store and get I don't get like like I don't know if it's like Lint or Ghirardelli, one of those brands, and you get like the eighty-five percent cacao chocolate bar. Cacao. Right? Yeah, because I mean, the darker the chocolate is, the better it is for you, and probably the less the least amount of sugar it's going to have. Still tastes good. Some people don't like it, but you know it's all it's all what you like or you don't like. Take that and get some natural peanut butter. The stuff you got to stir because the oil separates. Yeah, yeah, like they used to make them in the old supermarkets. They had the little like I remember I used to go to when I was a kid. I went to Giant Supermarket and they would have yeah, like you could ground your own yeah, you ground it and then you put it in those little like like now they're like the Chinese like soup cups. You know what I mean? And you put yeah. it there, put your lid on, you take it home, and it was yeah, you're right. It would separate. You have to like stir it. Yeah, mix it you back gotta up. stir it. And then you put it in the refrigerator just so it won't separate and it'll stay, you know, stay together. Yeah. And just, just do that. And then just dip, dip, you know, some of the squares of the chocolate bar in the natural peanut butter. That Just something like that. Just, it's not processed. It's, I mean, it's processed to a certain extent because it's, you know, it's in a jar or it's in a wrapper. Right. But I mean, it's a, uh, that is a lot better for you than Reese's. No, nothing, no offense towards Reese's, but I mean like the old Reese's, peanut butter cup commercials that's exactly what they showed them doing you take the peanut butter and the chocolate and you dip it together and all of a sudden you know you got, you got, you got yeah but just it's all about i'm just saying when it comes to tweaking doing something like that you get a darker chocolate if you like it because you can get different different levels you can get like 60 percent, you know cacao 70 all the way up to 100 you know 100 is usually like baking chocolate but that's like a, as high as you get as far as like 100 percent. you know yeah, the 100 is nasty and it's, but it's, it, it, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been proven to be better for your heart yeah. you know, from a lot of studies, but, uh, you just like a tweak like that, since you mentioned, you know, peanut butter cups, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing that, that someone can do. Plus it probably tastes a lot better too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's been, cause that's been something that, uh, you know, anybody listen to podcasts probably listens to Rogan and, and that's been something, you know, he talked about from the beginning during all this stuff was that just that there's like a lack of there's a there's all this stuff on one side of the conversation but there's not anybody talking about this side of the conversation which is just like trying to maintain your health that's it not trying to say anything's a cure we're not trying to say any of that or do any of that it's just like hey well if you know it sounds like specifically with this virus going around if you're if you're healthy it's not normally as big of a problem so that's good so let's focus on getting all of america even like you said even a little bit healthier you know, with these, with, and get dietitians and stuff like that to talk about this stuff, and doctors and stuff like that. So you get it from a, from those kind of people. And then as a country, you could get a little healthier. And then and if we did it, shoot, if we did it around the whole world, maybe we could kick this thing out of here. Yeah. And it's just, it, yeah, you bring, you bring up Rogan and, you know, I love Rogan. Rogan's a, he's got a great podcast and, you know, he, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to a lot of, you know, supplements and especially when it comes to a lot of nutrition. You know, and he, he's, he's not claiming to be, a, like you said, he's not claiming to be a physician or, or anything like that. But he he knows what he's talking about when it comes to this for himself because, you know, he he lives it. Yeah. Um, but 
No, and he even says, you know, the best defense for the environment we live in now, especially with, with uh, or he said something similar to this, you know, is people need to just learn to be healthier because that's the best defense that you can have, you know, against against the times we're living in now. I mean, he didn't say exactly that. I'm not quoting him. I'm just saying, you know, he's usually has a similar type of comment when it comes to these things. Yeah. Cause as you're getting, as everybody gets older and stuff like that, like I said, you know, I'm getting older every day, obviously. And so is everybody else. Um, you're going to need to, you want, you don't need to, I guess, but you want to be in the best shape you can be for your circumstance because that's going to help things down the road, you know? Um, and, and if, if, if it means taking a vitamin or taking, you know, some sort of a supplement, you know, over, you know, like, like, you know, D3 or vitamin C or something like that, that's awesome. And if it means zinc zinc or something like that, and if it means taking, uh, eating more vegetables, you know, yeah. Staying on the outside aisles, like you said, at the grocery store, don't go into the processed stuff in the middle, you know, you know, nothing, nothing, uh, good for you probably came in a can for the most part, like, you know, go and doing that stuff. That's, that's one of the ways you can do it, you know? And talk to your doctor, and you'd be surprised. Some, some, like I said, my doctor was a regular doctor. He was cool as hell. He used to be the head of the ER and stuff like that. Um, and then, but when, when you talk to him and you start going down these other paths of this stuff, you're like, oh, he knew a lot about all that other stuff too. That that non kind of stuff, the non medical stuff, more of the vitamin that kind of stuff like that. He knew a lot about that stuff too, and it was really cool picking his brain, talking about like, oh, why would I take this? What what is the point of this? What does this do? Oh, this is shown to do this or help this a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds pretty cool. And a lot of times those vitamins and stuff are pretty cheap too, you know, and you obviously don't need a prescription for a vitamin, but, um, yeah, but again, talk, we're not doctors. We're not dietitians. Talk to your doctors, talk to your, if you have a dietitian, talk to them and and get their recommendations on stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it's like I said, doesn't take much. doesn't take much at all. I mean, people think, you know, ah, they, they have to start, you're running a half marathon or, you know, start heavily working out. Nah, just start out doing little tweaks. Yeah. Just little things that can make all the difference. You know, like, like we said, like the, we were talking about with the grocery store, just work around the perimeter, stay away from the middle. Yeah. Or, you know, just make a, like a choice. Well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to stop eating fast food for a while yeah. or, or I'm going to, I'm going to switch to, you know, eating at one place and then going to like a cleaner place, like, subway or something like that right, or, or i'm gonna cook myself instead of going out to eat you know, right that kind of stuff where you can control the ingredients and stuff like that just, yeah just just exactly like you know you, you can definitely control it and you, you're getting better quality food but or just just little tweaks like that to start off with and can make all the difference in the world you know and just start off in just baby steps and just you know go from there yeah couldn't, couldn't say it better myself you want to wrap this up Got anything else to add to it or no i think that about does it um i just uh just hope people uh stay healthy out there and you know just uh you guys do you yeah take care of yourself the way you the way you want to take care of yourself and and uh yeah go on with it man you know um for me i'd like to just you know again we do this every show but i think it's important um, I want to thank everybody for the continued support of the podcast. Um, as we grow and grow, we're getting more and more subscribers and that's, that's freaking awesome. Um, if you'd like to support the show, we're going to have all the links below where you can do so. Please give us a rating review on iTunes. Uh, that's the big one. If you don't know that with podcasts, iTunes is the big one where everybody or uh, Apple podcasts. I think they're called now. Um, that's the big one where they pull the big numbers from. So if you get a chance, uh, do that, tell a friend about us if you really like us and help us spread the word. 
And uh, Bobby, anything else you want to add? Yeah, if you want to send us a little message or have any questions about anything or even, you know, give us, you know, your experiences, uh, you can email at us. You can email us at uh, paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can and, uh, look at our Facebook page too, Paramedics Unscripted Facebook page as well. Wait, wait, what about our MySpace page, man? Oh, that's right. They don't they don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to Tom for me. Does that wait, does that does that does that does he even exist anymore? I don't know if he I'm sure he exists. I have no idea. No, not him, I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. He, well, sold, he, that he dude sold my who was that dude who was like your first friend when you first Yeah, that was Tom. I'm pretty sure it was Tom. I think that was his <laughs> name. Yeah. But he sold it for he, I can't remember who he sold MySpace to, but he sold it to someone for like a lot of money. So I guess the joke's technically on all of us. Well, the thing is funny is that was like one of that was like the first pretty much the social media platform that I dealt with before you. Well, I actually, if you want to say the first was probably YouTube, but, um, but, uh, as far as like social media platforms as we know them today, such as your Facebooks and, Oh, I would say that was before you know, YouTube. And, I mean, YouTube, and Instagram. I think that was, I don't remember when YouTube came out, but I know that when I was younger, like you had to have a MySpace account, like you had to, I don't remember, but videos weren't like quite as big back then. You know, nowadays, if you don't have a YouTube channel, you're, you're flat, like Paramax Unscripted on YouTube. Um, but uh, yeah, you're going to, you know, but back then, I think that was the thing because they didn't have Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or Well, I know I started TikTok using, I, the first time I had an experience with YouTube, I think was, I want to say it was like, I want to say it was like 2003. Um, I think that was it. I mean, I could be wrong because I can't remember exactly when YouTube first officially launched or started. Right. But I remember a, a mutual friend of ours um, got me onto it. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. And it was before it is what it became, you know, today. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was it was awesome. But when I, I didn't really get into like the MySpace thing until right before they, you know, kind of exited out. And then uh, back in like late 2007, you know, Facebook came out and I just kind of took over the whole scene and then everything branched out from that. It seemed like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. That was the big one. But, uh, you know, and when it comes to social media, I mean, it's, it's got, it's, it's good sides and bad sides. Yeah. Just like but everything else in life. Right. It all, all, yeah, all depends on what you take from it, you know, but it, uh, you know, I'm not going to completely dog social media because there, there, there's a lot of benefits. Like, you know, when it comes to like things like YouTube or rumble or, things like that. It's like, you know, especially YouTube when it comes to the, the vast amount of information you can, you can just get off of YouTube these days. I mean, I, I, I can't even, I mean, for years now I've used YouTube for, I don't know how many things. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's the second, it's the second most searched uh, engine out there after Google and Google owns YouTube now. So that yeah, just tells you a lot right there. <laughs> now, the only thing I will say is that, and I'm not going to name names here, but I don't, the one thing I think just is kind of shitty and needs to change is, you know, the, the amount of censorship, the amount of censorship that's going on now. It's, it's just kind of, it's crazy. Yeah. But, there's a lot of that bullshit going on right now. I mean, but it, you know, at the same time, in reality, it is a private business and they do have, depending on what business it is, they do have, you know, they do have the right to do what they want. But at the same time, when you have that big of a platform for pretty much all of society now, yeah, 
Well, that's yeah. That's a big argument now. Is it is it a is it a private business now or is it a public utility? Like that's that's kind of the the whole fight they're having right now with all that stuff. And that could go either way because there's an argument on on either side. You know, a good argument on either side. But um, like I said, it it you know we live in a free and open society, and when it comes to censorship, I just I don't understand it. I mean, I don't believe that you can go into a movie theater and yell fire. I mean, yeah. You, there has to be, you know, a certain limit such as that. But when it comes to people speaking their mind and they're not hurting anybody, I mean, that's what living in a free open society is about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Getting, you know, getting your points across and whatnot. Yeah. Cause my thing, my whole thing with censorship stuff is if you don't like what someone's saying, just fucking don't listen or turn yeah. it off or change the channel or, you know, get off the website. Well, like or, it used to be, like it used to be back, like, you know, back in the eighties, yeah. you know, when it came to like certain, uh, you know, when it came to like, even back in the day when it came to music, you know, before they started putting labels, like back in the day before there was streaming, you know, yeah, we had, you know, we had records and tapes and CDs. You actually had to go buy them. Yep. <laughs> and when it came to a particular time in the eighties, that there was some questionable material on some of those albums, that's when uh, they started putting, you know, warning labels on them, which I thought was complete bullshit or advisory labels. Yeah. You know, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. That's a whole nother fucking bag of worm top. Right yeah. I'm not even, I, I was going to get into that, but I'm like, nah, that's a, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> We'll end up having like a three-hour podcast or something. It'd be ridiculous. All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, anything last words? Last chance. No, man. All right, cool. So thanks a lot for listening again, and we'll see you next week on Paramedics Unscripted. <laughs>